to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City as well as YouTube. And also, we're going to be getting new hoodies soon. I promise you, they will be coming. We're going to start looking within the next couple days. I know we've been behind with it, but we will get to them. We will get you brand new hoodies. They're beautiful. They're comfortable. And guess like, are we good? We're good. We're good. good. We're good. We're good. We're, yeah, I know. I don't want to show the light though. We're too we're too pale right now. That doesn't show, that doesn't help. At least when it was behind, we would have looked tanner. But what a night it was for the New York Yankees. We're gonna get into that with the Joseph McGuire in just a brief second. We're gonna also talk about the Dallas Cowboys. One of the Super Bowl favorites maybe coming into this year, one and three, in that god awful NFC East, in which the Giants are still only one game back. I don't know how. Is it the defense? Probably, but is it Dak Prescott that also is hurting the Dallas Cowboys? Call me crazy. I'll get into that in just a brief moment. And then we'll close out. Well, since the New York Giants are so bad, there's not much to talk about with the Giants. We know. They're bad. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Plain and simple. That's it. But I wanted to get into our boy Joseph Aguirre's new favorite quarterback, it seems like, Josh Allen. Is he the best 25 and under quarterback, not named Mahomes currently in the league? We'll talk about that. But let's bring in the Joseph Aguirre right now to talk about those Bronx Bombers. And those Bronx Bombers came out to play last night. Home runs by John Carlos Stanton, the biggest one of the night, maybe the biggest hit, not in just his Yankee career, because Rister texted us, but maybe in his career, a, a much-needed hit by John Carlos Stanton. Judge hits the big home run. Frazier hits a bomb. And then somebody else, they had four home runs. Who was the other home run? Frazier, oh, Kyle, uh, the Packers. Oh, he, I mean, he's a guy, well, he's been unbelievable. Him and Cole have something special together. Cole looked dynamite up until that fifth inning where he started to have a little bump in the road, but then he throws that 100-mile-per-hour fastball, and you know what he said after that. You could see that he was pissed off. This is why I love Garrett Cole more than because he's just a great pitcher, not this and that. It's because his energy, his passion, his enthusiasm and he gets pissed off he'll show you when he's pissed off and he showed it last night a big outlast throughout but you see that game and all you could say is wow if this offense could keep it up along with Cole's pitching and the most important thing that I said to Ted and he used a lot of bullpen and we always talk about how great the bullpen is right guys how this Yankees bullpen has been the strength for years well they didn't have to use them that much so that's a big thing going forward. You talk about last night, Ted, Joe, chime in, whatever you want to say. What a start to this series, 9-3. They play tonight, the big game with the rookie, Debbie Garcia, going to the mound. The surprise instead of Tanaka, which we'll talk about in just a brief moment as well. But whoever I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, First of all, on your last point, I'm not surprised that Debbie Garcia is going to start game two. I think that just speaks volume to how – um, I love it, actually. Well, because here's the thing. I, love it. I think Joe and me, we talked about this last year when the Yankees had playoffs. You kind of want the pressure to be more on Tanaka for game three because what happens is this is what you got to think of mindset. Now, you expect as a Yankee fan that Cole should win game one. But you never know. The way this, the way this season played, is going, yeah. Blake Snell's a great pitcher. No, This is no disrespect. He's a great pitcher. He's a Cy Young winner. All right? The Rays were 8-2 against the Yankees. But right now, the Yankees are up 1-0. Mm -hmm. so Doesn't matter anymore. That's all in the past. So, so, God forbid, 
The Yankees were down 0-1. I still think Tanaka would be pitching Game Three because to put the pressure on. Because you don't want you don't want to put the pressure on David Garcia right now. He's kind of playing with house he's money. He's the youngest pitcher in New York Yankee history. To I, start I, he, a game. I, I believe 21 he's, years old. Uh, and the, what I think is he believe in it, he's playing with house money tonight, right? If you lose, it's 1-1, no big thing. The Rays are kind of probably expected to tie the series up 1-1. The gamble. They have the better to take the Tyler Glasnow's the pitcher tonight. You know, Yankees had a big game last night, a lot of momentum. They've been playing hot, scored most home runs, 11 home runs in the first three games of a series. That's a re- uh, that's a record. Mm-hmm. They've hit three home, at least three home runs in each of the games, which is another MLB postseason record. The lineup that we are seeing right now is what we all expect. And look at the pitchers; they're hitting off. They're gonna. They just hit off. They hit the crap out of Bobby Decide, without question, the Cyan, maybe the AL, AL MVP in Shane Bieber. Then they get Carrasco in Game Two. And then game three, you get against Blake Snell. All three great pitchers, and they roughed them up. They hit off all three of them. That's a really, for the Yankees, we always talk about the long ball. And that's a really big positivity moving forward. The bats came to hit. Well, they and came up ball and Pickleville plays to and, the Yankees. And the um, most important thing, Joe, and you can come in after this, clutch hitting. It started, I mean, game one, game two, and now game one against the Rays, clutch hitting. That's what we always talk about. It came up big in the past three games. So funny story yesterday on the roll call preview show, I was talking about Didi's tack on Grand Slam against Minnesota, and I said yesterday. I said, literally said, if Giancarlo hits a tack on Grand Slam tonight, nobody will like nobody will support him still. Because I feel like people are always down on Giancarlo. So much in every game in the playoffs so far. Right? I thought that was huge uh, last night, Joe. I thought that was huge. I thought that First of all, not that was a gut punch to Tampa. Yes, exactly. Bam! You score five runs in the ninth. You set the tone, the momentum. Plus, I think it's a positivity for Stan going forward because that's three straight postseason games now that he has a home run. And Joe, you've been telling us since last year they're eight and zero when Giancarlo Stanton is in the lineup. And listen, he doesn't have to go four for four. One for four with a two-run shot, three-run home run could be could be good enough for us, especially with the lineup that we currently have constructed. Well, again, look, th- there's a reason they're eight and zero when he's in that lineup because it just stretches that lineup up further. It just makes it. It just you're adding, uh, you're adding an MVP and a guy that hit 59 home runs into your lineup. It instantly becomes a better lineup. Like you said, if he goes 0 for four with three strikeouts, his presence just being there means you're working harder to get past Giancarlo, and maybe the next guy, if it's Void or Weber, gets a chance to take advantage. Now, this team. Uh, during the regular season, 49% of their runs, guys, came via the homer. That's the percentage in the postseason, 68%. But you know what? Here's the thing. And as you just pointed out, Trav, look, it's been Bieber. It's been Carrasco. It's been uh, uh, Snell. And, and, and then Snell, Snell last night and Glassano tonight. tonight be I hate to say out. this. I know the 10-game the ten, oh, the 10 game, uh, winning streak followed the 2-6. and six. I said it a couple times, and I insist on it now. The Yankees took their foot off the gas, and they didn't care where they landed. They were in the postseason. They cruised out to two and six, got healthy, got guys reps that needed it, got that bullpen kind of rested too. Because Joe, let's be honest, they're let's be honest, they're probably the most talented team in the AL. Where they could doesn't matter where they play. It was like, uh, like correct, well, like, here's the thing. It, especially and, and, with no home field now. That, yeah, going exactly, exactly. Now it doesn't forward. even. Now, right now it doesn't matter. Period. Where it just doesn't, right? matter. It doesn't matter. No, exactly. It with, with no fans, there's 
the energy is brought by you as the team. So when the Yankees hit that home hit the home runs last night, and last night I knew when he hit it, Cliff Frazier, bang. The, even they said last night that's that's going to be, that's 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 gonna be one of the high that had to be one of the highest fastballs hit for a home run. I mean that ball was above the strike that's zone. The it was 96 miles an hour, and he says. smoked that. Smoked. And he I, hadn't I, played in, in eight games. games. And he also was not playing well. If you look at it, Gardner, who had played the last 10 games, was batting over 300 in the last 10 games. And Frazier was actually struggling in his last 10 games. Big move, smart move by Aaron Boone because, you know, hey, listen, more times than not, he would have started the veteran. He would have let Gardner because he's better defensively. But I like what he did last night. You let the young kid play. He gets the early reps. He gets the, he gets the home run. The more and then you bring in Gardner right because he's the sure hands in left field. Later on, and it's a smart, and, and it, you know, I, I was kind of cursing him out, but Hicks last night, three for four, clutch hits, you know, it's what we kind of expect. That's, I think, why we, especially me and Trevor, are so hard on guys like Aaron Hicks, because it's like, hey, you did pay him. I know it wasn't fortune, but you did pay him, all right? You have an expectation, like, okay, you got to do something, bro. Like, you got to get off the Mendoza line. You have to be a little bit more than one for you know, every two or three games. You got to be able to just make contact, okay? Yeah. You know, that's why I think we're so hard on Gary. And you think about what the Yankees did last night. There was no Gary Sanchez in the lineup last night, and the lineup was still superior potent. And I said this in the series before. You don't need a great catcher if the rest of your lineup is doing what they did last night. You don't. But having Gary Sanchez – Put that you over the bat, top because no one else bat, in the league, except for the bat, Phillies, who are sitting home with Real Malto, don't have a catcher like that on the field. So that's such an advantage. Yeah. And and putting Cole on the mound, game one every time. You know, he had those two. It's been a thing for him this year. He gives up the home run. Yeah. But he gave up two home runs. And that was it. And then he was strong, and he finished strong. And that's what an ace is supposed to do. He finished strong and, and, and gave the Yankees yeah. what they needed Absolutely. for game one. There was a lot of there was a lot of positivities. One of the things, and Joe, we're going to get into this right now, is why I think the decision to bring in Debbie Garcia is a great move by Boone. And I know, you have, and I know I've been hard on Boone. You guys always get on me for that. But I really like this decision because of the fact, well, Tampa had to use a lot of their bullpen last night. Curtis is going to be gone for quite some time. He threw for over 40 pitches last night. They had to use their bullpen. The Yankees didn't. They had one after Cole. It was Green, then it was Britton, then it was Sessa, then it was Sessa. There was three pitchers. Yeah, because Chapman, Chapman never even so came there was in. Three pitchers and it was all one. It was one inning pitch. So that's they didn't need to. They don't need to worry about resting these guys now. Where the Rays. They need to have Glassano go for what six or seven innings tonight. Well, I wasn't aware. This, this series oh, is five straight yeah, games. Five, yeah, this five is, straight. This is Tuesday to Friday. So with Garcia, even if he goes four or five at top six, you still have a healthy bullpen. Whereas Tampa, they used a lot of their bullpen last night. They got beat up. So now they have to rely on their maybe their best pitcher in Glassano, and also. The pressure's on them now. They're down 1-0, and knowing that Tanaka's in Game 3 with the history that he has in the postseason with a 1.56 ERA, that could mean trouble if they can't get off to a hot start against the Yanks tonight, against a younger pitcher, knowing that that bullpen is tired, worn down, and they got to hope that their ace goes at least 6 or 7. So I like the matchup decision. You, are guys, are, you guys are aware that they... 
And I like, so I love what Boone is doing with that, knowing that his best postseason pitcher, not his best pitcher, but his best postseason pitcher in Tanaka is going for the clincher tomorrow. Real quick, right? These are, these are, if I'm not mistaken, these games are happening day, right? There's no off days in this series. No, no, there's no off days. Right, right, right. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the ALCS is on Sunday, they said. Yes, it's an ALCS. And the Rays so, do most innings for their bullpen during the regular season of every team in the Major League Baseball. So here's what you're running into. And again, you know, I, I didn't love this when I first heard it. And, I, and, I, and the more I think about it, and you guys have done a nice job it, kind of banging this out here. And I just had a thought, right? So, and as you said, Ted, they're playing with house money with Debbie. If you lose your locked 1-1, one, one, you've got Tanaka and Hap going in your next two games. you got to feel good about that. you get cold for game five if it got to that point. Which well, we that's interesting that you should say that. I don't know if you're aware of this. Garrett Cole's never pitched on three days rest in his entire life in any situation at any level of baseball. Yes, I think they talk about that last year when what he was pitching for Houston. Yeah, what was that, that the, the question about him not pitching. What came that's why down he wasn't in game six. Yeah. That's why they were holding him off for game seven. It wasn't like they were like, oh, well, if we lose six. He doesn't pitch on three days rest. And so I think maybe if they decided, like, say they didn't want to go half in game four, would they go, like Ted just said, would they go in Oberton then? I mean, would they thought just crossed my mind. And then maybe hold off half. Well, they thought about this being an opener game. There was thought process, but Boone had shot it down. Uh, that was the other day. So, well, this could very easily become a bullpen game. I mean, if Garcia is given up three or four runs in the third, he's probably out. So, effectively, I think they're looking, tonight they're looking for five innings. Tonight they're looking for five. Give us five solid innings, and then we'll do the six, seven, eight, nine thing. We'll, we'll go through probably four or five bullpen guys. Hopefully, we don't have to overwork them. Hopefully, we can jump on a lead early so that we could, you know, yeah. really play. You know, you have some wiggle room. Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll say that, right? Get this kid 21 years old. You know, let, let's go back a few years to the uh, Severino uh, postseason start of the wild card game with, with uh, uh, the Twins. And you remember I told you guys we should start CeCe. I'm worried about Sevy. Sevy had never pitched, had not, not even in Little League, had he been in a postseason series of any sort. I thought Yankees... I say Yankee Stadium would be too much, and it proved to be too much for Sevy. Obviously, they ended up winning that game. But there's I no crowd now. There's no crowd. So it's bam. Not only is it no crowd, Daddy, you're not even in New York. Yeah. I mean, I watched a game yesterday and it had it didn't have it didn't feel like a regular season game, but it it's didn't not feel like the World Series, even if I mean, the LCS or I think they they might be having no, they, is it in Texas? Yes. So and they LCS, might be having, ALCS so you're not gonna World really series. feel anything until at least the championship series in the world where they're allowed to have eleven thousand fans. Play it. Although, I got to be honest, I don't know if I like the idea that if they get Houston in the next round, that you're, I mean, are you, is, is the series moved to Texas yeah. next round? Or yeah. is this- so, so the ALCS and the NLCS is in Arlington and so is the World Series. So right now, oh, NLCS. Is- yes. Oh, wow. yeah, so I like that. There's, there's four bubbles right now. So like the Yankees it. and Rays play in San Diego. Like um, Dodger Stadium is where the Athletics and Houston play. Uh, Minute Maid Park has Marlins, the Braves and Marlins, Marlins yeah. and then Arlington has the Dodgers Dodger, today at yeah. 1 o'clock against the Padres. 1 o'clock, huh? 1 o'clock and wow. 9 o'clock are the game save for the NL. Be- 1 o'clock and 9 o'clock? Yes, 1 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Real quick, can you imagine if the Houston Astros make it to the World Series, end up basically with home field advantage and with a really nice crowd, having had a losing record and having had all of their regular 300 hitters hitting the 220s, I mean, my goodness, 
that would be such an embarrassment for Major League Baseball and that the, they more or less set the Astros up to like have a good year right after punishing them for the biggest scandal in the history of the sport. I'll tell you one thing, I, 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 not to take away from our Yankee talk, but no, it's fine. The Astros, I'm telling you, they're motivated. They're ready. They will, Joe. You don't I, think the Yankees and Astros no, no, are motivated no, no. to meet each other? No, 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 it's a different it's kind of motivation. I know what Teddy's saying. People are going to say, Ted, what are you talking about? It's Every destiny. Single, it's destiny. I'm with you, Ted. I, I know exactly what you're I saying, dude. And I think. 100% on it. I don't know if it's destiny. Yeah. But it's I've, destiny. I've, Yankees. I've, I've watched them in the playoffs, though. I have actually watched them in the playoffs. And if you watch them during the regular season, they were not into it. They were not into it. Their majority of their big time players go look at their stats. We're awful this yeah, year. They, they were awful. Average, and Altuve average. was like yeah. a 200 hitter, and we're used to seeing that guy. At he needed his best friend, the trash can. All right. And since they've been in the playoffs, they've all hit. Springer, Correa, Altuve, Bregman. Yeah. They look like I'm telling they you, they have totally flipped it. They were boys. like, I'll put this way, they were in a fog. For the first 60 games, and now they've kind of like resurrected the White has No, they're in the playoffs. It's just like the Yankees. The Yankees could have yeah. hold on. The Yankees could have been the, the the last seed. Flip the switch. Like the Astros, those two teams could have been the bottom of the food barrel and still made the playoffs. And they're that talented. They're more talented than any other team, not named the Dodgers, maybe in baseball. That they can doesn't matter where they are put. They can win just based off of talent. And that's why I think, no no problem, it's going to be the Yankees and Astros. It's destiny for all for all we talked about since the beginning. See, I, don't, I don't like the destiny. Since part. the beginning of last year, since even this year when we started talking about all this cheating of with the Astros in 2017, and then last year we had all the skepticism of that banging of, you know, we never knew if Altuve was cheating. It's Ted, been, you it's don't like, believe in like destiny? It's like meant to be. No, I do. I'm the one that said to Trev that I feel like these two teams are are meant to play each other. It's meant to be. It's meant to go six or seven. And Cole's supposed to go against Granky in game six or seven. Baseball and game one. And the Yankees win. Baseball is hoping for Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and Braves. I think I would have to say that's an. Oh, yeah. Like, without question. That's a win-win. No matter what happens, you've got – any one of those situations is a win for baseball. Any of those four teams uh, gets to the World Series. Especially with the Yankees, especially with the Dodgers. Houston, the Braves should win, the Dodgers should win, the Astros should win, and the Yankees should win. They're all the more talented teams, but talent always doesn't win. It's about In baseball, it's about fundamentals and being smart, making the right decisions. I think there's a lot to say, though, when it comes to postseason experience. Like, look how good that White Sox team was. And yeah. I think next year oh, yeah. and then in, in, in the near future, I think you're going to see a lot of the Chicago White Sox, so get well, used to it. But, but this year, in a short series, in a weird year, they don't have the experience to step up. It, you know, and if you look other than the Padres and the Marlins, really, um, generally speaking, the team with more playoff experience or that's got a longer run of postseason experience are the teams that are now in the next round. And and I I really do. And, and again, I, we talk about Debbie, Davey Garcia tonight on the mound in his first postseason game. There's going to be jitters there that you've never felt before because oh, – you know, He's Pedro Martinez. He's very good friends with Pedro Martinez. Debbie Garcia? Yes. Yeah. They said yeah. last night, more listen. He, no, they, they said, listen to Pedro tomorrow. He's got the same body built, five foot 11, under six foot. They consider him a power pitcher, even though his fastball is only 93 miles an hour. It's not 96, 97. It's got a, they said he's got a very mature curveball. He's got a great, he's got great stuff. They have related him to Pedro Martinez. Same type of build, same type of look, um, same type of attitude. Here's the thing. The Yankees, 
what I would ask you guys is, what do you think you need to see out of Debbie Garcia in the first inning that says, okay, he's he's good tonight? Well, here's my thing. The most important. I'm going to go one step further with you and help you in this. Is the sense of the most important player on the New York Yankees and in the field tonight is going to be their catcher Gary Sanchez. It's plain and simple. Not just because of the bat, but because of that. Debbie Garcia is pitching. He's 21 years old. Make this kid feel comfortable. Make him get his stuff going. You you can't have a bad game, Gary. You saw all the big boys come to play last night. You saw Judge hit bombs. You saw um, Giancarlo hit a bomb. You saw everybody play their part. Yeah, even, yeah, exactly. Your catcher. Well, don't forget in game two against everybody Cleveland, played. Gary did have a game. Exactly. Everybody played big. You have to play big, not only in behind the plate, but you also got to hit the ball too. Plain and simple, Gary Sanchez is the most important player coming into Petco Field Park, I should say, tonight. I find it interesting that Clearly, Aaron Boone knew he was going to start Davey Garcia in game two and yet had a chance to bring Eric Kratz or keep Eric Kratz on the postseason roster to set these two guys up. They got a lot of a lot of experience together for the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. So I think what Gary did in game two has instilled enough confidence in Aaron Boone that they swapped Kratz out for Michael King, 14th pitcher on the roster. Because they believe that 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 Gary's gotten himself straightened out. I mean, he ca he caught a good game against the Indians. He hit. He came cool. through with the sack fly. So yep. I think I think that was a really telling thing because I think if Gary hadn't played well in Game Two, or had not fielded his position well in Game yeah. Two, there's a good chance that you might have seen Stanton in left, Gary DHing and Kratz catching Garcia. But again. Oh. I think I think they feel good enough about Gary right now. Yeah, listen, bringing three catchers to the postseason is a luxury only the Yankees could enjoy. Now, now other teams, uh, the Rays did the same thing. They only brought two catchers too. Now, I don't know, Joe. Did you you watch the whole game last night, right? Now, did you yeah. listen to the broadcast when they were talking about the twenty-eight man roster stuff, where they said it? They were fluctuating. Remember, because the league started at thirty. Remember, yeah, it was going to go down to twenty-eight. Then they were going to go down to twenty-six. But the managers all kind of had a thing where, uh, you know what, let's keep it at 28. There's too much kind of like unknown right now with the coronavirus. They were saying how the GMs are probably a little pissed off because if they'd known that, would there be extra moves knowing that you could have carried extra relief pitchers with the 28-man roster? Because that's huge. I mean, to be able to bring an extra yeah. pitcher or two in the postseason, usually it's 12 pitchers, but to be able to go 14 – especially for the teams like the Yankees and Rays, who the, the bullpens are so significant to both teams' success. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, I know you said last night they used a lot of pitchers, but they still have a whole bunch. Oh, I know that. And they used the most. So did the Yankees. The bullpen was most used during the whole regular season. So I don't think it will be an issue because they still have Glassonot pitching tonight. And they still have. Yeah, but you got, Charlie, you're in a game three. You're banking on Glassonot to give you seven strokes. No, he doesn't tonight. have to give you seven. Well, six that's innings. what an ace does. Six, seven innings. You're banking if he's on him. Ace, then he started you're game one. You're banking. Well, it's tough to put against Snell or Glasnow. You can't just. I mean, either one is an ace on any other team. I mean, Glasnow is an ace on any other team. So, not. I mean, realistically, he's a number one. Well, who, but so you're banking on him to go six or seven strong, knowing that you had your bullpen get work last night. Where the Yankees, they can use Garcia could go five. Guess what? You can bring in Green. You can use Adovino. You can use um, Britain. You can use these guys. You can use, Now you have Chapman well-rested. So it's like the Yankees are in a good position right now where the Rays, they need to come to play tonight because 
this is a do or die. Knowing that Tanaka's pitching tomorrow, I'll go. I'll take my chances with Tanaka, knowing his history in the post. Now, if I was a betting man tonight and I had no and I had no feelings toward the game, I'd take the Rays tonight. Oh yeah, I would go. I would. If I think I was the Yankees because I think this is the way these teams are so highly competitively matched and and fairly matched that yeah, I, I, I can that, easily yeah. see this get, series going five. Why not? Well, they're both evenly, very evenly matched. So you now, have to spare from the now. Goal. If the Yankees play tonight or or at least tomorrow, like they played last night, where they're hitting the ball out of the park mm-hmm. and they're pitching well and they're not making the errors. Now, Glaber, got can we get a just solid throws, man? Just throw the ball right to the glove. He he does frustrate me a little bit his defensive prowess, but you know if he can hit, it's it makes up for it. But you, like last night, though, if you saw the A's in Oakland game, Simeon, there was two outs, and he botched the, uh, the ball. the whole game. And then Houston went bang, bang, boom, and then it was all home run. That's they, what it could happen. So even I'm expecting the Yankees to win tonight, too. I'm still expecting the Yankees to win. Well, of course. We expect them to win every night. I find it curious that Blake Snell started game one and not Tyler Glass now. You would have thought, but there's a reason for that. Clearly, Kevin Cash definitely felt like advantage game one, no matter which guy he threw against Cole. Let's be honest. Cole's the best pitcher in baseball. He was four and six. Glass now twice dominated the Yankees. One of the best curveballs in baseball. Uh, If you look at the Yankees' numbers against Glass now, particularly against his curveball, the numbers were putrid. Yeah. I think they thought. Glassnow's not going toe-to-toe with Cole. They threw Snell there. Snell is a great pitcher, but we know against the Yankees, he's never been a good pitcher. No, he's, he's got a CRA. He was four and six in 18 lifetime starts. It's and it wasn't like he's pitched bad. It's just the Yankees have gotten the better numbers of him. And even when he did pitch last time against the Yankees, I believe it was August 8th, he still in five and two thirds, he still gave up three or four runs. Here's here's the other thing with Cole going last night. You also knew no Gary Sanchez in the lineup, which meant Blake Snell's a go because uh, five hits in his career off, uh, six hits in his career off Snell, five homers in 16 at-bats. Gary owns him. Interesting. So, so listen, just by Gary Sanchez, not even playing last night. He had an impact. Dictate, exactly, dictated with a starting pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays. I love that. I love that. Now, you throw Davey Garcia in this one. If you can get a win, it's over. The series is virtually over at this point. Yeah, you could, you could sign, you sign our ticket to the ALCS. If you don't, like Ted said, you're playing with house money. You're, you're locked at one, and you've got two really good pitchers going in, out and for your next two starts. You're still going to have Cole, possibly. In Correct. The and these guys simply have Charlie Morton and then probably a bullpen game in them is is yeah. what I would assume and is coming. And come back with Blake Snell, probably the fifth. Yeah. Oh, again, yeah, again, four bullpen fourth game on short rest. On short rest. That's what I think. I like what the Yankees. But this is unprecedented time because it's in the paper right here about the Yankees and stuff. Where this has never happened in baseball. You know, you're going five straight games, and then Sunday, boom, it's you're right back to the ALCS. Usually, you know, there's there's days in between. It's it's all spread out. It's the same thing with basketball. They were talking about basketball is playing tonight. Now the next game ain't till Friday, but but that, I think that has a lot to do with competing with the NFL on Thursday night and baseball being on almost every night. So you're trying to maximize your ratings for your network and your sports. But 
I don't know which team that benefits more playing five straight. Would that help the Yankees or would it help the Rays? Well, the Yankees are hot right now, so I, I would say the Yankees, they're playing well. The bats are, are swinging like the Bronx Bombers, I was we were hoping. And the pitching cold looks good. I would say the Yankees are the hot team, so I think this is in favor of the Yankees. Think about this, too. You know, a lot of the times in these postseasons, you have the travel day, where right? We go from one ballpark to the next, so you get that off day. How many times have they gone? They played two, had the travel day, game three gets rained out, huh. right? You win the first two games, you have an off day and a rain out, and now all of a sudden, all that momentum is gone, and we've seen this. It never yeah. rained in San Diego, so we're good. There you go. This, this is – I think this works out for the Yankees. Like you said, Trevor, they're hot. The bats are hot. The pitching is – I mean, everything – the Yankees are exactly where they need to be over their last clicking. three games. It's kind of like the Astros right now. Everything is clicking for these two teams. Oh, yeah. We'll see, we'll see the Dodgers and Braves because I think those are the favorites going in without question in the NL side. So, the Yankees and Astros do their part. They look like they're going and an ALCS rematch. We can only hope because, man, I'd love to beat those bastards. Let's shift over to the NFL. And, well, we're not even going to talk about the Giants because well, there's nothing to talk about. They played, they, play, they played hard again. They found ways to, to lose again. But, hey, what are you going to do? It's that type of year in New York football sports. Both teams are horrible. At least the Giants are trying. The Giants are starting to fight people now. It's just a mess right now. We got to get rid of Golden Tate. Got to get rid of Golden Tate. Time to move on from it. Get rid of these guys. But I'm not talking about them. I'm done. That's it. Let's get over to the Dallas Cowboys because this was a team, everybody coming into this year saying this was one of the favorites to maybe represent the NFC in a Super Bowl. Am I wrong? No. So you look at them right now, they're one and three in that beautiful NFC East division. It should be 0 and 4, but yet they would still be only one game back because the NFC East is the worst division I've ever seen right now. It's god awful. So, Dak Prescott, yeah, his stats are amazing, right? He's throwing for almost 1,700 yards. He's doing well. So, he's averaging his first four games, 422 yards passing. So, I was looking at his – Almost like me and Madden. And I was looking at his – Yeah, right? And I was looking at his pass attempts, and they've gone up drastically in the past four years. Started in 2016, 459, then 490, 526. Last year was 596. This year, he already has 201 passing attempts in four games. Yeah, but a lot of that stems so from him being on. down hold early on. in the game. Hold on, I'm going to get to it. Hold on, I'm going to get to it. There's a guy named that was a former number one pick and a starting quarterback that just got released and is now on a new team and is a backup. His name is Jameis Winston. I want to just give you a couple of his stats. So last year, he had 362 yards in his first four games. His attempts were 535, then 567, 2017, 442, 378, and 19. And then last year, 626. My point is what I'm trying to say is there's a guy in the backfield in the Dallas Cowboys named Ezekiel Elliott. And to some, maybe the best running back in the game. I'm going to give you his stats as well in the past four years and how it's dipped down. You don't really need his stats. You can just well, tell. not his stats. 322 carries, 242, 304. He only had 242. No, he got suspended. He had the suspension. And he almost had 1,000 yards. This year, he only has 70 carries with 273 yards. Hopefully, he didn't draft him. Here was the thing that was people were getting nervous about with Mike McCarthy. He doesn't like to run the ball. Just asking Green Bay. He doesn't like to run the ball. So, you want to give the quarterback the chance. Dak's stats are beautiful. Looks great, right? They're one and three. 
they're getting away from their strength. I know their offensive line is beat up. Lael Collins is out for the year. Travis Frederick retired. Tyron Smith battling an injury. But when you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who, like I said to some, is the best running back in the league, and when he's not, when he's going, he's going. Feed him. They're not feeding him the ball. They're feeding Dak the ball. Now, maybe this is, let's see what he's made of to give him the contract. I don't know. I'm not in the Dallas organization. But when you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who is a three-down back, Joe, he's averaging a career-low 68 yards per game. He hasn't even – he's not even averaging 20 carries per game in the first four games. All right. So that, my point is, is that how are you taking away the ball from what your best player, and it's not Dak Prescott. He can throw the ball. That's fine. I get it. Their defense is atrocious. I get that. But the reason maybe is that is because they're throwing so much that they have the three and outs. The defense is never is is always tired. You got to run the ball. You yeah, have, okay. You got to have. Hold on. You got to have some sort of balance. And they they don't. Okay, but here's like it's hard to have balance when you're getting crushed. You, you know he's their first. The I know you first. Throw, but maybe they're not. But they're not rushing they're the ball. Starting enough. slow. Now here's the thing. Because they're throwing it so much. It's like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pre-Brady. I want to give one stat, and then I'll let Joe go. Aaron Rodgers is now, after last night's win, 17-3 and three since Mike McCarthy has left the Packers. Okay? 17-3. and three. Look how great he looks. Wow. All right? Look how great he looks. Okay? Yeah. They have been a better team. Now, Joe, say what you're going to say because then I'll get into what I was going to say. Go ahead, Buck. <laughs> Look, no, Dak, is, Dak became the first quarterback in NFL history to go yeah. over 450 in three straight games. But the problem is, is they're getting beat down. That's why they have to throw the football. These are basically garbage numbers that Dak's putting up because they're so far behind. He's got five turnovers in his last two games. He's absolutely destroying the Cowboys right now. I know the defense is bad, but stop turning the ball over. When this team was successful, and this team was 12 and 4, and they were the number one seed, and Dak Prescott was a rookie, and so was 13 he, and 3. They were 13, 13 and 3. Oh, so I'm glad you 13 and 3. They were running the football. Now, listen, you want to know how much he rushed for in his rookie season? 1,600 yards. But their offensive line also, so let's be fair. Was, was, was at its peak right then yeah, and there. I understand. Their offensive line is nowhere. Tyron Smith is playing hurt. Yep. They're missing their all-pro center because he's Yeah, Fredericks is gone. They're missing the right tackle because he's out for the season. Zach Martin's much older. I got it. Their left I guard is not playing up to par. Okay. okay. This is a league of passing. This is a league of trying to get the quarterback. But I don't think Dak is not that quarterback. I know, but pass. this is I, – we know that. I'm not a, disagreeing. But this is a league where you're trying to get the quarterback paid. So by proving that Dak can win and play that way, which is not working, because he's putting up stats, and he's on pace for 6,000 yards, okay? <laughs> he's on, really is like our Madden. <laughs> he, he's on pace for 40 something touchdowns. We have a Madden team that does this. Okay. Ridiculous. But when they were successful, <laughs> when they, listen, when they were successful – they were running the football and playing solid defense. And when you run the football, you control the clock, you control the game. And you, you keep your defense now off the field and rested. Now, it doesn't mean you can't win this way. But it's it puts a lot more pressure because if you don't, like you, Joe, you said a lot of times, if you don't score, you're three and out and you get the ball right back to the offense and they control the clock. And when they're scoring, and here's the other thing, that game was 14-7 Dallas. And you thought the it's game crazy. was crazy. You thought Dallas would win. And then a couple – plays here and there with the trip pass and and a couple other turnovers and but that's where you start you're up 14 7 right there that's when you give two one the ball feed him the damn ball you have a guy like he's up there with the great with the, right now the greats in this game 
I mean, he's right with McCaffrey. He's with Barkley. He's with Kamara. He's right there in that tier. How you take him? How you're taking him out of the game? It's almost like where's two one? I'm actually all you're, you're I'm talking more, surprised you're that talking he more, hasn't said anything. About you're it. talking more about Dak. We're talking more about C.D. Lamb. His presence. We're not talking about two one. So they have three receivers possibly could get a thousand yards. They're on pace for a thousand yards. And here's my also my thing is Dak Prescott. Yeah, his stats are great. He's thrown for over 500 yards once and three times 450. Okay, that's great. But he's not Mahomes. He is not Aaron Rodgers. He's not these quarterbacks. He's never been that. Mississippi State, he wasn't that quarterback. So you're give, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to give him a chance because he wants to prove himself. Is he a franchise quarterback? He's still playing playing under this no contract yet. Wait you become a franchise contract. quarterback, you win games. Yes, exactly. You have to win. But also, we always said the most important thing for Dallas was that balance and feeding the ball to 2-1 because it was always the problem and why they always struggle. When they gave the ball to Dak and let him try to win the game, it always seemed like they struggled. They started 13-3, and 9-7, 10-6, all winning records. Since then, he's 8-9-11. and or nine and 11. That's his record in the past two years as a Cowboy. When they were running the football, they were 13-3, and 9-7, and 10-6, all over 500. Now you got a 1-3 and three record. One of the worst defenses in the league. And then last year, you didn't make the playoffs because they got away from the running game. And when you have a guy like Ezekiel, and I can't stress it enough, you have to feed him the ball. Despite the fact Nick Chubb got knocked out of that game with an injury, the Cleveland Browns had 307 yards on the ground. Oh, I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Yep. That, that's, no, what you would ex- that's what you would expect Clemson to do to the worst team in FSB. Like yeah. 307 yards. Did you, I mean, did you stop anybody in that game? Also, Dallas became the first team since the horrible Oakland Raiders of 2012 to give up 38 points in three straight games. At least 30. I mean, that is and that puts pressure on the t- on the quarterback. And now they've had slow starts. I don't know what more to say. This Dax put up great numbers. He's looked good. He almost brought him back again the other day against the Browns. Except for the late pick, it was it was the cornerback read it great. The Browns uh, oh, yeah, Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward read it. It was almost the Seattle play with the pick play with slam. Like I, I don't want to bash. I'm not bashing Dak. I don't want to because bash Dak. I know what's going to happen. They're going to come to Giants Stadium this week and score 50 points on the Giants because okay. that's what's going to happen. We also said that about the Rams. No, no, Giants... this Dallas team could score and in much more, no, I, I more on a league level. Maybe Daniel Jones will have his best game as a pro today. If I'm Zeke, I'm a little bit upset. I'm going, you guys just paid me big money last year to run the football. You have a solid off the line. Let's take some of the pressure off Dak. But this is what Let's we run said about McCarthy. And then we'll play action. This is what McCarthy and does. He, well, he here's the thing. He gets away from the running game. Is Mike McCarthy too old for the job. And what I mean by that is, has the game passed him by? You know what I mean? We love these old names. Like, remember, like, no, ten, on. He loves remember 10 years later, we were still talking about Bill Cowher being the Giants head coach. We should go get Bill Cowher the booth. It's like, no, he's fine in the booth. Let him be where he needs to be. Where is the young, innovative guy? You got Mike Nolan, who hasn't been in the league for a couple of years, a friend of Mike McCarthy. His defense has been awful. Listen, the Giants defense, who has less talent than this team, has been better than the Dallas Cowboys. They definitely, that's play, a, they definitely that's play harder. And they play harder, and that's a fact. Yep. Their defense has been atrocious, Dallas, and that stems from some of the problems that Dallas is having this year. I understand. Is yeah. When you're giving up 35 points in three straight games, the pressure to score 
is astronomical. You can't expect your offense to score 40 points a game. That's just not a realistic game plan in the NFL. The NFL, I mean, listen, remember the listen, The old coaches, there was a book that said the defensive Mendoza line is 19 points. You want to keep your team around 19 points under the 20-point mark. If you can do that, you should win majority of your games. You're doubling that, Trevor. I just You're think this, this is a this is a Tampa Buccaneer Tampa Bay Buccaneer team pre Brady. A lot of talent offensively. The defense was really bad at the at last year, and then you have a quarterback. Now I know that there's no running back on that team that was like Ezekiel Elliott, but they had a quarterback in Jameis Winston who was throwing the ball 626 times last year. Yeah, but he doesn't that. turn the he's ball over. Dak's better than he's him. On, I'm not saying that. I am not saying I know you're not that. saying All I'm saying. But I'm just saying Dak is better than him but and doesn't turn the ball over. Eddie finished best. second last year in passing yards, Dak. So ever since he became this pass-happy guy, the Cowboys have gotten away from their bread and butter, which is running the football, and they haven't been successful I will say. I will say this one last thing, and then you can move on to what you need to say next. I said it before, and I said it last week's show. Last three years, the leading passer in the league did not make the playoffs. And I will say this, and I'll ask you guys if you want to say yes or no. If Dak has a type of year where it's record-setting, okay, we're talking 5,000-plus yards, 40-plus touchdowns, Dallas, but Dallas does not make the playoffs and they finish 8-8. Do they pay no, him? No, I'm not. Your objective is to yes get, or no. Your objective is to get to the playoffs. You're the Dallas Cowboys. You have that stature above your. He you have up, that star in your helmet. You're supposed to get to championships. You haven't been there in 20 plus years. Guess what? The time is now. I don't care how great his stats are. I'm moving on from him if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. You know. Again, I think. I think. I'm talking big. I'm talking 5,200 yards. Big. I mean, I'm talking five. You know, the Drew Brees, Peyton Manning type numbers. At this pace, at this pace, listen, I know it's only four games. Things could change. Nope. But right now, he's on pace for 6,000 yards. I'm not, okay? pay, I'm not paying him. Not, not. So that's why I asked well, him. You don't like him, though. about stats? You don't like him. No, you don't, I don't like know. him. You don't no. like the Cowboys. Are you being objective here? Because no, I'll be honest, no, if I have a record a record-setting quarterback who's got an arm and can do stuff with his feet? Yeah, why wouldn't I pay that guy? What's, what would be the alternate plan? You want to start Andy Dalton? You think Andy no, Dalton's going to turn the Cowboys around? What if they decide Jerry Jones? You know Jerry Jones likes to be brash and bold. He might want to go, oh, there's a guy named Charles. Who knows? I know it's crazy, but what if he gave, gave a freaking Mike Dick a Jerry Jones. Jones the number one pick. Jerry Jones guys. happens to be a very good friend of Donald Trump's, and they have one thing in common, the inability to ever say they're wrong. You think he's going to turn? I mean, he's been supporting Dak from day one. You think he's going to be like, yeah, I was wrong. I, I don't see Jerry Jones saying that. I'm not going to be biased. I, I, know what Dak, I know what Dak Prescott is. He's it's just like a Kirk Cousins. He's a middle-of-the-pack guy. He's not going to be a Mahomes. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl with him being the best player. It's just not. He was like that in Mississippi State, and he's continuously showed in the NFL. He's been good. He's He's improved. I think he's better. Would you, right, I was gonna say, would you, would you say he's the better player now? Then when he got to the league or, or oh, yeah, when he was in Mississippi course. State, but this is so not his is game. there not, not is there not more room to grow if you're Dak Prescott, who by the way uh, lost Jason Garrett and, and, and my, that and relationship. So there's point. something to that too. And here's also my point about that. It's not about stats in the NFL. It's about getting to the playoffs. And when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and you miss the playoffs, not one but two straight years. In a division, knowing as well, Joe, that this division might get a team, realistically, that's going to maybe win six or seven games right now. We don't know yet at the end of the year, but right now through the quarter of a season, guess what? 
This division doesn't look it's like it's going to have a six or seven win team. The Giants are 0-4. We're talking about them being the number one pick in the draft, and they're only a game and a half back of the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about how bad that is, that division. So I'm not trying to be biased. I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I don't. Everybody knows that. But when a guy doesn't make the playoffs and his stats are 6,000 yards, good for him. Go play somewhere else. You're trying to get to the playoffs, and especially Jerry Jones knowing that he wants to win a championship for so long, and they can't even get to a, cha- a playoff two straight years? Does so. I'm not trying to be that's Dak me, Prescott or Daniel Jones? Who's who's the better guy? Who would you rather have right now to, to be working with going forward? I'll put them both on Dallas. I'll still take Dak. Right I, now. I would still take I would. There I'll, you go. I'll, I'll take Dak because Daniel Jones has. I'll take Dak over Jones, half the week. Daniel Jones has I'll taken take Dak over half the week. Daniel Jones I has think, Right, sure. And now. listen, I think Dallas would have to ask itself, if we let Dak walk. Who's the best option? Can we find somebody better than him? And, and I would say they, don't, or they make a bold move like a Trevor. If they ever, sure. they're not going to get Trevor. How do you know? No, they're not, because they're not going no. to number one because they'd have to fortune. Right. They don't have the money. They don't have the cap. They just paid everyone. Well, they're, oh, oh, guess, but they're also missing a quarterback. That, they, and this they, is a Trevor Lawrence. They can't they could process, go get a guy right? like a Justin Fields. Well, here's my thing. We all have to hear about Trevor Lawrence, but you can't miss prospect. He's John Elway. He's not going to so with that team. That's so talented. The Dallas Cowboys get a quarterback. So you think the Giants are going to trade the number one pick to Dallas, Joe? Give him Trevor Lawrence. Set. Yeah, definitely. Oh my, like a Mike Dick would play. What if they gave him? I'm just saying that if Dak doesn't make the playoffs, I don't know. You have to seriously. I don't think Dak is going to make the playoffs, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of the season. But again, my question would be this: short of Dallas losing out the rest of the season, again, there, there's no Justin Fields in their future. There's no Trevor Lawrence in their future. So the question is. Do you want Andy Dalton as your starter in 2021? I'll speak for everybody now and just say no. Of course you don't. So the question becomes, is there somebody out there you can have behind center in 2021 who's better than Dak Prescott? No, No, there's no no backup. There's no nothing. We just, no, no, not at all. There's not another option for Dallas that you can literally say, is the equivalent or better than Dak? That option's not available. Because so you're either gonna play. you're either gonna stick with Dak until it works. And listen, it's unfortunate that he follows Tony Romo in that long line of loserville, where the great regular seasons and no, no, nothing in the postseason. Yo, do you Tony know the last Romo is great. Five hundred yards and and and, 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 and loss. Do you know the last quarterback who threw for five hundred yards and four touchdowns and four touchdowns and loss? His name is Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Oh. Okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, but that's to answer your question, Joe. That that would that's what I do. You have to really think hard about it. If they don't make the playoffs two straight years, Dallas Cowboys, you really have to think about. I don't blame him. I blame the coaching staff because I I won't get into it because we got something else. But I blame coaching. Just look at the game last night. The Patriots should not even been close to that game. Now you look at the score score and people are like, ah, oh, they got crushed. No, they didn't watch the game and really understand the game of football. Patriots were in that game the whole game. They got screwed on the back. Cam, they might have a chance. They to win got that screwed on the call. Cam was playing last night. They maybe win that. Yeah, game. The, speaking of that question, so, Cam Newton's value really showed last night. So he was, with that being said, is maybe they should have kept Jason Garrett. Well, since we're talking about quarters, I want to close out with this. We're not going to put to him in because he doesn't make the age. He's too old. He's an old fart. Josh Allen, your boy, Joe, has been climbing up the MVP ladder, maybe the quarterback tier rankings right now. He's been, whoo, 
lights out so far. And the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, better watch out. The Buffalo Bills are a legit team to maybe represent the AFC because they have a great defense. They got a great coaching staff. They have a quarterback that's emerging as a star. They got a good run game, and they, have, they, got, they got some weapons on offense to help that quarterback. But my question to you both is, Josh Allen, he's at 25 years old, or 24, I should say. So is he the best quarterback not named Mahomes? And for everybody that's listening, Mahomes is not in this. He's out. So Josh Allen, is he the best 25 and under quarterback? And I'll give you the name. You tell me. Josh Allen, Minshew, Burrow, Watson, Goff, Herbert, Kyler, Darnold, Lamar, Daniel Jones, or Mayfield. If you had to pick, who is the best 25 and under quarterback? And is it Josh Allen? If so. I'm sorry, you say Lamar Jackson? I did. I said, yeah, I said Lamar. I would take Lamar and Watson over Josh Allen. No, you can't. Hold on. You don't get to take Watson. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Tap the brakes. Just tap the brakes for a minute. Teddy, you can get right back to what you're saying. We got to tap the brakes for a minute. He's interrupting you. No, that's fine. Hold on, but let me tell you why. We just sat here and bashed Dak Prescott for not winning any friggin' games. How are you yeah. going to say Deshaun Watson, who's led his team to an 0 4 start, is still a, he, he's not a top five quarterback anymore? Huge no, no, step no, back. No, and you no, could blame, no. Listen, you could blame the team. You could blame the, you could blame anything you want about that. But for right now, and I love Deshaun Watson more than most most people do. Okay? I love that kid, but I got to drop him off my list right now for for Josh Allen, simply because. He's not winning any football games right now. And we, we can't, we literally can't have a conversation 10 seconds ago where we bash Dak for the same thing and we're going to propel. No way. But I'll tell you one no thing. Way. Watson's on the Bills and Allen's on the Texans. The records would still be the same. Bills would be undefeated and the but Texans they're not. would be on the I know. I know. I play the hypocritical no, BS. But here's the thing. I can make the same argument if if Dak was on the Chiefs and and Mahomes was on the Cowboys, things might be. But here's the thing: the Bills are being really one good team, maybe, and that's the Rams. They beat the Raiders. They beat Miami. They beat Miami. Okay. Okay. The Raiders were good before that game. They lost it. Now the Raiders are bad. Here's the thing, and they almost lost to Miami. Well, they got a huge game this week against Tennessee, and that's gonna be a real good game. Tennessee playing this week. Yeah. Is that like yes, a, is, that, is that game guaranteed to play? Yeah. I know that now. Listen, happened. Josh Allen right now. Anything's guaranteed in 2020. So the, so the schedule, yes. <laughs> Josh Allen is playing at an MVP elite level. The numbers back it up. Said it last night. He's on pace for a total of 50 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards passing. 50 touchdowns oh. on pace wow. for a total no, rush, no, rushing no, and crazy. receiving. Wow. He's okay, rushing and receiving. Good. He's a better version of what Ben Roethlisberger was when he was coming up because he's a little bit more athletic with his legs. He's got the same size, has the same arm strength, comes from a small school like Miami, Ohio, and Wyoming. Could this be what I, what I want to say about this? Could, could he be? Let me finish okay, and right, then I'll let you go. I always do it to you. I don't you give do a shit. You, you do it to me. Okay. Yeah, I know. Because here, here you I am because I'm going to punch you right in the face, okay? Here's why, and I like what Joe said. He came at me with the Deshaun Watson thing. And it's the truth, though. Well, just look at the NFL. Coaching means a lot, makes the biggest difference. Because if you look what this Bills team did a couple years ago, they hired Sean McDermott from Carolina. And since he's been there, he has built oh, yeah. a great formula of a team. Okay. They lost some older veteran players that were on that team that were really good defensive players. And they moved on from them. 
but their defense is stout, okay? They got one of the best cornerbacks. They got a bunch of great role players. They got a good pass rush. They have a good offensive line. Who's their best running back? You don't really know it, okay? They just have pieces that work. They have they made a nice move this year to bring on Stephon Diggs, which is huge. You give oh, your yeah. quarterback a weapon. You don't trade DeAndre Hopkins. You don't trade one of the best receivers in the game. For a running back that's been hurt two years in a row, you just don't do it in a league that's about passing. You don't do that. You don't give away your best weapon. Okay, you don't trade away all your first-round picks for the next two years. You don't be and then be over the salary cap. Excuse me, I get excited. I move the camera. You have the computer. Okay. I'm gonna knock your face off. Okay, break the computer. Deshaun Watson's been sacked more than anyone in the, the league the last three years. Gets killed. Okay, he makes plays. But they don't have the personnel. And it speaks volume because look at the Browns now. Now they're three and one. Because they I like the coach and Stefanowski. He understands that he, you can't have Baker Mayfield throw the ball 40 times a game. Their motto is run the ball 40 times a game. Play action pass with Baker Mayfield, which the Cowboys should be doing with Dak. And that's how you win football games. See, not everyone has Russell Wilson. Not everyone has Mahomes. Not everyone has Rodgers on the backfield. The Bills, though, are understanding the first couple of years, how are we going to win football? We're going to run the football. We're going to play great defense, and we're going to make sure our quarterback doesn't turn the ball. Well, now this year, he has taken a next step up. He has graded up and to the elite level. And I'm going to ask you. He has made all the – he's at a 70% completion percentage. And he's running why? the ball, he's throwing the football, and he's accurate, and he's not turning the ball over, and his team plays solid defense, and they're winning football games, and that's a huge – And that's why I, I'm coming in. That's why I'll take him right now. Oh, it's surprising. I can't believe it because I'm a huge – Sean Watson and a Lamar Jackson. I take him right now because he's he's continuously improved his game where we're still asking questions about Lamar's throwing ability. We know what Josh Allen can do. He yeah. can throw about 100 yards if he wants to. Him and just, have the two it's just was always his accuracy. If he could ever get the accuracy on point, and he's looking great. His completion percentage is up. Everything is moving up. He can run the ball. He's a tough, hard-nosed runner. He can do everything. Lamar, we're still waiting for Lamar to take that next step in the passing game. We know what he is as an athlete. He's the best athlete maybe in the entire league. But when he needs to continuously improve, whereas Josh Allen has taken his step to the next game. Is he – you know how I said in the beginning of the year, Deshaun Watson, maybe the Big Ben, can Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills be like the Pittsburgh Steelers of the old with the Patriots and the Chiefs – or not with the Patriots and the Colts? Whereas you had the Ravens, you got the Chiefs now. Could the Bills be that third team, being Big Ben, looking like a Big Ben clone of Josh Allen, and then that defense, great coaches have just like that Pittsburgh team. Can we be seeing that right now in the AFC East? Because right now they got a two-game lead. They got a big lead in the AFC East. Yeah, and I think that lead's just going to continue to extend. I think they're going to win that division by four games when all is said and done. I think the Bills are – a 12-win, 13-win team. The Patriots look really good with Cam on the field. But with Cam off the field, they don't look as good. They look like a team that can hang but can't win when Cam's not on the field. And, and I think it's going to be a real issue for them. And the rest of the division's garbage. I just – I look at – you know, you look at the teams that are successful. Look at the coaching. Look at the teams that are built around. Like, we talk about the Giants so much. Bad everything. And I'm not blaming Joe Judge for anything, but – this it's it's start it stems from the top. They talk about it. You need to have great ownership. You need to have a good GM. You need to have a good coach, and you need to have a good quarterback. And, but they all have to be in sync with each other. So and 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 what I see is the teams that are continuously are zero and six, zero and seven, zero and have 
there's there's a chink in the arm in the arm where it, it it's not the, there. The there's there's something wrong with it and it's broken and they don't know how to fix it and they keep trying to fix put super glue on it and it doesn't hold so the bills have built something special right now and it's been stemming now can they go to the super bowl Yes, they know. have the type of team with solid defense, with a running back and a quarterback, they're going to make the plays. Now, what we're going to ask from Josh Allen down the later in the road is in the big games, can you make the play when it matters? When your team needs you to make the play, are you going to be ready to step up to the play and knock it out of the ball? Well, his numbers are just as good as the previous two MVPs in Mahomes and Lamar, so he's on pace to right now to be one of the favorites to win the MVP. And we know what he can do athletically running the football because last so year he had over so 600 yards rushing. Is Josh Allen the best 25 and under? If not, who? Quick. We're going to close out. He's, I'll put it this way, and I'll answer it. He is playing right now as the best, but I would still take Watson and Lamar. But the question with all three of those guys that we're going to name is, they all still haven't won in the postseason yet. Okay. Joe, would you say Josh Allen's the best quarterback, 25 and under, not name Mahomes? Um, I think Lamar and he are definite. I mean, I, unfortunately right now, i got to throw Watson out. I, I, I don't think Watson's in the top five. He's got to start winning some football games. And and I think right now, if you ask me, I think Dak actually moves ahead of Deshaun just based on the stats he's been putting up. So okay. that's where I'm at. But, yeah, um, I, I, I've been saying, you know, I think Allen is a top five guy. Obviously, Russell yeah, and Mahomes and Jackson, and there's no reason why Allen can't be. He's played like it, so you're not wrong. Man, you he's can... having such a good year that it's getting taken away from the play of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers of how great those two have been right now. Those, literally, he's those, the third, two, literally... those two are on a ramp, a, a meetup in the NLC, uh, NLCS, the the um, NFC Championship. Those two games look great. Are those two teams look he amazing? Is it it nice? Wait, hold on. Isn't it nice that you can mess up the ALDS and the NFL just because it's all happening at the I same time? The, when we thought NLCS. none of this was going to happen, and now we're like, wait, what's going on with baseball oh, and basketball? Yeah. I'm getting excited. No problem to have. I'm getting excited <laughs> for tonight's game. That's how bad I am. I'm, I'm, how do I compare NLCS to the NFC? Why did they both have an end? I have a lot of problems. Joseph, as always, thanks, buddy. Go Yanks. Um, you'll yeah. have to make another bet since obviously our uh, our sandwich yeah. bet on the the uh, Chiefs and the uh, the, the Pats went out the window. So uh, yeah. we'll look at the game and we'll uh, we'll make a decision by the end of the week in our next show. I look yeah, forward. Yeah, we'll be back on uh, Saturday about one of those days. We'll figure it out because we'll know a better idea. We'll figure it out. All right, hit me up. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Go Yanks! Go Yanks! Thank you, Joseph McGuire, as always, ladies and gentlemen. We are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms, including YouTube at Keys to the City. You can check us out, follow, subscribe, like, comment, whatever you want. Let us know. And we'll get a new hoodie sooner or later. So we will get hoodies. I'm, we're running behind. We will get to you guys as soon as possible. So let us know. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Go Yanks. We are out. City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.